Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith and I wish, I wish I had better things to talk about today. But you just can't get away from what you see on the news, these stabbings that continually happen in Jerusalem and in the land of Israel. In fact, I really wanted to come with the most recent item of news I could, but I was informed by our amazing cameraman that there's just news stabbings that aren't reflected in today's article. And in fact, I know by the time this actually airs, there's just going to be more news of the same sort because it is an atrocious circumstance. Still, let me go ahead and get to the topic. The Wall Street Journal had this great comment in the opinion pages. Uh, it's dated October 15, 2015, and the title is The Knives of Jerusalem. I'll just read a couple of selections. It says, in the past two weeks, Palestinian assailants have attacked more than 50 Jews, killing eight. Among the wounded, a two-year-old toddler, a 13-year-old boy riding his bike, a 70-year-old woman boarding a bus. They highlight, this is terrorism in its most exact and repulsive form, a potential danger for anyone who steps out the front door. They continue, unlike previous rounds of terror, the current wave seems to have little formal organization. There are no terror cells for Israeli intelligence to monitor and apprehend. No shipments of weapons to seize on the high seas. There are only young and relatively secular Palestinian men and women who, as if on the spur of the moment, take a kitchen knife or meat cleaver and try to stick it into a Jewish neck. The thought just overwhelms the mind that this is a state in which people have to live. The idea that you could be in a grocery store and the person next to you, looking like maybe he's going to grab a can of beans or something off the shelf, could at any moment turn around and begin stabbing your child in its child carrier that perhaps you set down on the ground for just a moment. It really is in a certain way a terrorism in its purest form. And it's hard to fathom that this is the kind of thing that we would do as a species on planet Earth. And it is the reality. What, what do you do to solve a problem like this? Just take the time to imagine if this were your neighborhood or if this were our country. For those of us watching in Israel, of course, it is your country. But if you're in these other countries, like I am here in America, what if it were here? where this were going on. What could we do to solve the problem? The thing is, people will imagine in their vain imaginings that somehow a change of policy is going to do this. A change in politics is going to make this problem go away. And yet if you look at the words of the clerics uh, behind in, in some of these mosques encouraging this kind of behavior, if you look at the conversations that go on with children in that area, it's hatred. It all boils down to hatred, an intense and powerful hatred. What kind of policies are going to stop hatred? What kind of change in politics are going to eradicate hatred that goes down to a depth that, frankly, most Westerners have no idea? What can change that? Fundamentally, there really is only one solution. 
and it's a solution that only God can provide. The prophet Ezekiel says that one day Jesus Christ is coming to bring that solution. And he makes a promise to Israel, but when you understand the context of prophecy, it's a promise that will be extended to all peoples everywhere. We read it in Ezekiel 36, starting in verse 26. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. The only fundamental solution to the human condition is a deep and profound change in the human condition. And I am sorry, even though it's all we have to do, policies and politics, none of that's going to stop this. Maybe some legal means can be put into place that might stop the knives from flashing, but it's not going to change the hatred. And that hatred will break out in another form until Jesus Christ comes to solve everything once and for all. Until then, all we can really do is take the advice of the psalmist in Psalm 122 and verse 6 to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Thanks for watching. Please check out the rest of our resources at tomorrowsworld.org.